0: Darby cast Monday sports sports. And I said I would. So I'm going to. We're going to talk the last dance. I could talk about this documentary for like four hours because there are so many layers. There are so many layers to this documentary. I haven't even seen the newest releases five and six, but just on episodes one through four. There are so many layers. Like all good stories, it's like an iceberg. You know, there's some people, they'll see that surface. They'll say, oh, cool. we we'll, floating uh, float and block ice. Ignorant attitude of the captain of the Titanic. That's what most people are. These ignorant steamboat captains, just willing to drive their ship wherever. Wherever. But here's the deal. We got to get where we need to be. I'm going to take you through some pretty treacherous waters. And I'm going to get you through to the other side. And you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. But you don't want to discuss certain things like this with some fucking rookie who doesn't have respect and appreciation for the eight-ninths of a story that is the icebergs of sports documentaries. Boy, if you're just watching it and enjoying it, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, you're, you're a part of the cruise. You're a part of the, You made it on the cruise. You're on the Titanic. You're on the Darby cast Titanic. But boy, am I glad that you're not at the helm of the ship, but you don't have to be. And you know what? I think most Darby cast listeners, pretty sharp bunch, pretty sharp bunch, could navigate most treacherous ice fields with a big old clunker like the Titanic but not all you could. And I'm going to ask that you just sit back and enjoy the ride as I'm up in, uh, up in the Commodore's lounge at the helm. And I'm just steering expertly saying, I got you. I got you. We're we're fine. We're fine. You say, didn't the Titanic sink? And I'm saying to you, I wish I could have been driving it. So I could have saved all those people. Okay. So let's get into it. The last dance, the last dance. And let's get some of the formalities out of the way before we get into the real meat of it. Jordan, the greatest ever, fantastic. The guy uh, was phenomenal. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of debate going on about that. I don't think there's a ton of people saying, like, Jordan sucks. Okay, we don't have to go there because it's just simply not true. What I was impressed with is how. Routinely, he was flexing on reverse layups. He had like a 50 inch vertical and he's going oppo for days. Doesn't matter how tall you are if you're a shot blocker supreme. Doesn't matter because if a guy's going to go oppo on you, there's no way you're going to block a shot. I didn't realize that as a youth, I didn't have the appreciation to be like, oh, he was, oh, wow, okay. Oh, he was just, he was using the rim to protect against his shot getting blocked. And that's how he was running it up on people. Yeah, everybody remembers the dunks, you know, dunking from the free throw line. Everybody remembers the shot. Everybody remembers the big moments. But I'm watching the last dance and I'm like, this guy was fucking going oppo for days. What the fuck? Incredible. So that's out of the way, Jordan. Fantastic. Also, let's get this out of the way. Scottie Pippen. Who is your dentist, bro? You have the whitest smile I've ever seen. It's a thing of beauty. It's really great. Blowing my mind. I was trying to listen to what you were saying, but that melodic deep voice and those pearly whites, that was just like, I couldn't even pay attention. Listen, and I've been telling people about Scottie Pippen for years. All the basketball casuals, right? There's so many casuals out there. Too many casuals. But I've been telling people for years, like you do realize like Scottie Pippen potentially you know, top 10, uh, NBA players of all time. Like if you were on any other team, you'd be like, wow, Scottie Pippen. But he, he had the, the humility to say, Mike, I'm going to let you do your thing. Scottie Pippen on ball defender. You're going nowhere. You're going nowhere. And what a good dude, you know, when you find out about his, uh, his contract and you're like, you're like, oh man, he, uh, He went for the secured money. He went for the long-term contract. Why did he do it? To take care of his fam? Excellent. You can't knock him at all. Not only is he this walking advertisement for scope mouthwash. Take a look at his teeth, man. Those things are great. But he was doing it for his fam. I respect him. And I might have to break up my thoughts on all things Chicago Bulls and The Last Dance. I might have to break this up on multiple podcasts. Cause I, I, like I said, I could probably go for about four hours on this on Phil Jackson alone, utilizing the spirit of, uh, of Native Americans. He's walking around the locker room, burning sage and telling people one team, one purpose, take deep breaths in through your diaphragm. It'll clear your mind. We could go off on an adventure just on that four hours straight up. What a cool dude Phil Jackson was and still is. And of course, of course, about 90% of the Darby cast listenership, you already know what this is going to be. You know where I'm going with this. You know exactly where I'm going with this. That's right. Today, Monday, sports. You know where I'm going with this. But before we go there, let's tip our hats to ESPN for for not having their hands on the on the creative element of uh, this documentary at all, none whatsoever. And you're probably saying to yourself, like, no, I think ESPN had a pretty, I think they they were pretty involved with this. I think they were. I think they were doing a lot of the creative direction of this documentary series. And let me, if that's something that you're thinking, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Based on what you know about ESPN, if it were true that they were actually in charge of the creative of this documentary, if they're running the show, how come there hasn't been that side plot where it's like, did Michael Jordan, Magic, and Larry Bird ever have gay sex? Yeah, it's not in there. So you know for a fact that ESPN had nothing to do with it. They gave it to another production company. They gave it to Mandalay. And I don't even know what Mandalay Productions is. I'm assuming it's, uh has to do with Mandalay Bay and uh, all the Mandalay properties. That makes sense. Straightforward. But let's get that out of the way. ESPN, that's one of the best moves you've made in a long time It's just is putting your hands behind your back and saying, I am not going to make any creative decisions on anything. Because you guys foul everything the fuck up. Yeah, I'm so glad that ESPN didn't botch this. That's it. Everybody's really, a, everybody's appreciating how good the last dance is. And I'm just wiping sweat off my brow and being like, whew, we dodged a bullet. Like, this could have been... They could have been doing these weird uh, hypothetical plot lines of like, could Horace Grant practice auto fellatio? Did he do it routinely? Nobody, no, nobody, uh, A, like the answer to that question is probably yes. But ESPN, I don't want that in a Michael Jordan documentary. I want to focus on the sports. I want to focus on the sports. That's my message to ESPN and it always will be. Stick to the sports. Not these weird fucking plot lines. Not these hypotheticals where you just plant seeds. You're just planting seeds and being like, well, what if this happened? What if this lewd sexual act? What if these drugs were involved? And it's like, ESPN, why are you doing this? I'm sick of it. It's like, ESPN, who do you think you are? Do you think you're uh, Madonna? Do you think, are you, do you think we're Dennis Rodman? Whoa. And there it is. That is what this Monday Sports is all about. It's about what the hell was Madonna doing to that poor fella Dennis Rodman. Man, what a metaphor, right? Kind of feels like everybody in this world is Dennis Rodman and ESPN is very much Madonna. And most of the Darby cast listeners, I think a lot of you can probably turn this off right now. And you'd be like, well, I know where he's going with it. But everybody knows you're staying. You're staying tuned for this. You're staying tuned for this expose. You got to. You have to. You're already in it. You already started listening. And you're like, like, what's up with Madonna? For anybody who doesn't know, I'm about to shed a little light on a situation for you. A little situation going on. Okay. So Madonna. Obviously, a level seven succubus in Satan's army. Okay. She's performing dark bargains with the terrors of the void. Demons. She is well-versed in demonology. Is she not? How else could she have taken that poor boy, Dennis Rodman, and just... Do you see... And I didn't get this when I was younger. I just didn't understand it because how could you? You're a kid, you're innocent and you're just watching sports and you think I like slam dunks. But now that I'm seeing it and I've been an adult back then and I see Dennis Rodman go from a kind of quiet, shy kid in college to uh, he's on the Pistons. He's still, he's a, he's a high motor, high character guy. And then Madonna has entered the chat. Madonna has entered the chat. Boy, did she? Why couldn't you have just left Dennis alone? Dennis was a good dude. And I think that's why you you knew you had to take him out. Because he was so selfless. He didn't care about how many shots he got in a given night. He was just about the team. He was about the team's success. That's what he was about. That's who you want. And clearly, if Dennis is playing like that, obviously, he's a warrior of the faith, which I appreciate. And so now it makes a little bit more sense to all the Darby cast listeners of of why Madonna was dispatched. Was dispatched. She probably got the letter from the devil himself. He probably hand delivered it to her and said, what's up, Madonna? You crafty whore. Come hither, Madonna. And he can say whatever he wants to Madonna. He can. Because he's the devil. And she, she's one of his minions. She's absolutely one of the minions. Is she not? Prove me wrong. You're saying burden of proof is on me. I say burden of proof's on you. Get out. Get out. We know it's true. And Madonna's just getting her orders. I think Madonna ranks pretty high up there. You know? I think, um, and I don't know much about, uh, the hierarchy of the forces of hell. Okay. But I would imagine in terms of mortal beings, and I'm actually not even sure Madonna's mortal, right? Cause she's, she's been doing blood magic for years. Go ahead. When you get a chance, just watch the music video for Madonna for the song Frozen. And you tell me there isn't a lot of satanic iconography in there? You can't. Kyle, cue that up. We're going to watch that together afterwards. I got you, dude. I know it's scary. I got you. Man, oh man. The devil got to Dennis through Madonna. Everybody says like, oh yeah, Dennis, he's like, he's got these weird hairstyles and the tattoos and the piercings and everything like that. You know, That's the kind of crap I would say if I were a kid. Or an immature little bitch, but now, now that I know, now that you know that Dennis has been working two full-time jobs, you're working a nine to five. Anybody who was working a nine to five and had the balls to criticize Dennis, who was working a 24 seven spiritual battle. Yeah. All those tattoos, the crazy hair, the piercings, those are battle wounds from spiritual warfare. You better believe they are. You better believe they are just going toe to toe with Madonna. I mean, Dennis is just trying to rip down 15 boards and he, the whole time he's like, no, no, listen, I don't need, I don't need a lot of shots. Mike, Scotty, Paxson, Pax, take the shots. I'm just going to get the boards. I'm gonna get the boards. I'm going to feed you. I'm gonna do amazing on ball defense. Honestly, anything else? I can't focus. I'm too busy fighting the spiritual battle of a lifetime. And he probably kept it so close, so close to him. He didn't want to tell anybody. Very brave of him. Very brave of him to keep that spiritual battle to himself. But Dennis, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. Madonna, she's just walking. She's probably on her her property, right? Whatever her house looks like back in the 90s. She's just walking the grounds. And every step she takes is just scorching the earth. Right? Just she eats an apple and it turns to ash in her mouth. She doesn't get to enjoy the the pleasantries of uh of God fearing mortals. No. She can't enjoy a tasty crisp apple. You know what she has to do? She has to ride around on a dread steed. She goes to her stables, does she have a bunch of uh Thoroughbreds, some palominos? Does she have some Clydesdales? The, yeah, right. Yeah, fucking right. No, she's got a full stable. She has a polo team. She has a string of 12 dread steeds. You know what a dread steed is? It's a bone mare. Okay? It's a horse who has this creepy, sinewy flesh stretched thin across a skeleton made of rage. Yeah, Madonna. She's just out there. She's she's playing polo with the rest of uh, the rest of the demons. You know, she's out in her remote mansion that has a polo field, and she's just playing polo with Asmodon and Mammon and Beelzebub and Belial, Lord of Lies. Is she not? Is she not? And you're like, I thought she was doing all these concerts. And it's like, how much time does that take to perform a concert? Not very much time. She had a lot of downtime. What was she doing? Manipulating a warrior of the faith, Dennis Rodman, and playing polo with demons on her dread steeds, her bone mares. Boy, those things. And you're saying, what's the difference between a bone mare? In your industry standard polo horse, well, there's a couple things. There's a couple things. So a polo horse uh, drinks water, eats hay, enjoys a sugar cube, um, maybe a little alfalfa from time to time. A bone mare exclusively drinks lava and fear. Okay, what does a dread steed eat? Limestone covered in meth. That's right. Madonna's riding these things. Cackling. Boy, you had no idea. You had no idea. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Darby Caz listeners. The eight ninths of the iceberg, the subaquatic upside down crag. That's what's going on. You're watching and you're saying, like, oh, I like Bill Wennington. Pretty good guy. He seems like a cool guy and i'm here to tell you madonna was playing polo on demon horses and trying to suck the life out of dennis rodman through his penis how else would she have done it you know that's how she tried straight out of his pee hole and dennis gave pushback and that's something that that's maybe a story that that they're not going to put in the official documentary i think that makes for a uh, a pretty strong Episode six, but I think later this week, as a midweek uh, kind of diversion, when I watch episode six, I don't think they're going to shed light on that, of how Dennis ultimately fought back. Dennis fights back. You're saying, did Dennis, would? did he have to fight back against Madonna? No, 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 no. That's a battle. Dennis wanted to end the war. So Dennis Dennis knew he'd have to take he would have to take his battle straight to the devil himself, Lucifer. He would have to show up and play whatever cruel twisted game the devil had come up with. Because as much as you want to say, "Hey, devil, hey Satan," I'm setting the terms of our, um, of the war for my soul. I challenge you to a rebound off. Whew, Dennis, if it were only so easy, but that's not how the devil works. He says, these are the rules. So naturally, and you're never going to see the footage of this. It's only a very small group who've actually seen the footage of this. I happen to be one of them. Do you want to know what happened? Do you want to know how it all went down? Happened at the polo field. Dennis, he stole one of the dread steeds. He rode straight for the devil's ranch. Boy, did he. Rode for the devil's ranch. He did. So Dennis shows up and Satan's ready for him. And Satan says, these are the stakes of the game, Dennis. Dennis says, My Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ, and I think I'm going to be fine. Boy, does that boil the devil's blood. He is so offended. He is offended by Christ. And Dennis knows it. Dennis has come to battle. In the war for his soul. Yeah, stakes are a little high, aren't they? Oh, you thought this was just going to be a little casual derby cast? Oh, you thought we were going to talk about Jed Buchler the whole time? Uh, Newsflash, baby. There's a little bit more going on than that. There's a little bit more going on than that. Sure, what I love to take a little detour, maybe backtrack a little bit and be like, hey, so what's the deal with Ron Harper? <laughs> I mean, yeah, what is the deal with Ron Harper? Seems like a great guy, but back to what's really going on. The eight ninths of the inverted icy crag that is the iceberg that we're navigating. I'm your ship captain, up in the Commodore's Lounge, here to say, You're gonna be fine. So Dennis, he arrives at the devil's ranch and he mocks the devil. Because after you've been in a spiritual battle for as long as Dennis had been, you become quite calloused and you say, there's nothing you can do to me, Lucifer. There's nothing that you can do to me anymore and I'm here to reclaim my soul. Yeah, the one that Madonna sucked out of my penis. I want it back. And boy, does the devil, he loves games, but they're on his terms. So the devil, noticing that Dennis is on a dread steed, says, how did you get that? And Dennis says, fuck you, dude. Are we going to do this or not? Quit pussyfooting around. Dennis is barking at the devil. And you just, you had no idea. You had no idea. You thought Dennis Rodman was just a weird fucking dude, but little did you know is that he was riding up to the devil's ranch and saying, devil, I challenge you. I challenge you to a duel. And the kind of duel, you think you think the terms of a devil's duel, what, we're going to arm wrestle? We're going to arm wrestle? You want to do a boxing match? Yeah, fucking right. The devil is both cruel and creative, okay? And what he crafted for Dennis, he said, okay. Dennis, we're going to joust. You and I are going to joust. Dennis says, I'm for it, small fry. Wow. Continues to disrespect the devil. All you guys who weren't that keen on Dennis Rodman, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, Dennis Rodman's my favorite player of all time. I found out some cool stuff about him. He's pretty sick. But back to the action at the devil's ranch. Okay, so you got these winged creatures from the sulfuric plane and they they know it's gonna be a good show they want to say like they're cheering for their dad and there's no one there to cheer for dennis warrior of the light but dennis he's calm dennis is calm christ is with him and he says listen here satan are we gonna bullshit are we just gonna sit around and flap our gums or Are we going to fucking battle? And can I have my soul back so I can go ahead and go straight to North Korea and sort some shit out? Because things are a little fucked up there right now. I don't know if you know, Satan. Oh, wait, you do. Oh, you do? Jackass. Either give me my soul back or I'm going to take it back, you son of a bitch. Fuck yeah, Dennis. Yes. I love that. I love that. I love calling the devil out and saying, no chance, bro. Give it back to me. You duped me with that level seven succubus and her blood magic and her sloppy, eager mouth. What a trick. What a trick. Be vigilant. If you're a solid dude, if you're a solid bro. You watch out for shit like that. You watch out. For, I swear. A lot of you already know because most of the, the bros listening to DarbyCast, very solid. You know the devil's throwing a couple of curveballs your way, a couple of knuckle curves, the stinky cheese, the old high cheese. He's throwing it at you. He's throwing it at you through these crazy chicks. Not nearly as uh, well practiced in demonology as as Madonna, but he's sending them your way. Be careful out there. Wouldn't you just be careful? So back to what's going on. So Rodman, he's on a dread steed. He's on a dread steed. He doesn't want to be, but he's like, you know what? This is the only way I'm going to fucking take my soul back. So he says, all right, what's the deal? And Satan finally just, he says it. He comes out with, he says, we're going to, we're going to joust with chainsaws. We're going to take these lances. I have fashioned uh, flaming chainsaws onto them with my evil, satanic, demonic magic. Pick one up, Dennis, and let's do battle. So he does. So Rodman picks up this flaming chainsaw lance and he goes 500 paces on the Dreadsteed away from Satan. And by now there there are fallen angels and demons everywhere. They're rooting for Satan and nobody's there to root for Dennis except for JC, who's always been with Dennis. Always. And they're staring at each other and the devil's actually the one sweating. He should be used to the heat by now, but he's not used to the heat that Dennis is bringing. And so they take off. Man, are they going fast. Dennis, goodness gracious. He's doing his best. Toby McGuire impression. And he's, he's whispering in that dread steed's ear. He's saying, you're going to be like sea biscuit. You're a dread steed, so you're gonna be the exact opposite of sea biscuit. You're gonna be, you're gonna be volcano cornbread. Okay, you're gonna be volcano cornbread. So Dennis takes off full speed. He kicks his heels and in, into volcano cornbread. And on the opposite side of him, Satan, and we all know what Satan's riding, his mount of choice, a spiritually corrupted mastodon. Oh boy. Very disrespectful. And boy have the demons have the dreadlords. They've all shown up because they know this one's serious. They know this one's serious. Anybody who's jousting with Satan with the old flaming chainsaw lances, usually Satan's gonna mop the floor with a lot of these people, but but today it's Rodman and it's serious. Got all these devil bats. Dennis, Dennis has such a a look of confidence and intensity in his eye, and he says, I'm gonna drive the blight out of drive it out of this world. Satan, he's yelling this atop his dread steed as he is gaining speed. All these cultists have gathered. They're chanting in their satanic nonsense all these overgrown spiders are there yeah these spiders they're, they're dancing around practicing necromancy very dark stuff ogres lots of ogres you're saying to yourself are there any trolls there are there any tro-? of course there's trolls thousands of trolls have shown up thieves are you are you seeing this are you seeing all of this like you've got a good sense of how intense this is right the last the last dance you think they called it that because of basketball madonna's out there she's just posted up by the summoning portal inviting more demons from the void into the plane of the living Dennis is pissed. Dennis has had enough. Boy, has he. I think we've all had enough of you, Madonna. Kind of action you're bringing. Devil bats, spiders. Really inappropriate. Unlicensed alchemists are pouring in from every direction. Do you understand what's happening? Are you imagining this with all your senses? The smell. It's all sulfur. Very pungent, invading your nostrils. You're hearing these hellish cackles from all angles. From all angles. It's hot. Why? Because we're kind of in the, hey, hey, you know, we called it a Satan's ranch. Yeah, it's hell, you idiot. Okay. So Dennis picking up speed on volcano cornbread with the lance and he is making eye contact with the devil. And the devil is riding on this spiritually bankrupt mastodon and they're going toe to toe. And Dennis, you know what Dennis does? You want to know what Dennis does? He waits for his opportunity and then He lets the deus ex machina, the act of God, do its thing. That's right. Scotty Pippen shows up out of nowhere with his brilliantly white smile, and he blinds the devil. And Dennis, you know what he does? He takes the lance, and he fucking just throws it from range. He just hits the devil in the face with it, and the devil goes down. devil goes down. He's down, but he's not out. You know this. You know this. And Dennis said, I'm going to go win a couple more championships and then I'm going to go fix shit in North Korea. Wow. And the demons scatter because they are no match for the brilliance of Scotty Pippen's smile and the purity of Dennis Rodman's heart. Wow. With a swift throw of the flaming chainsaw Lance. Dennis Rodman puts Madonna, the devil, ESPN, he puts them all on notice and says, there's a new sheriff in town. You better believe it. And you're saying, is this, um, is this accurate? It's obviously accurate. It's obviously accurate. I'm saying it's true. All of this is very true. You can't modify the word true because it's an absolute. But I think this is the rare occasion that you could say that this, what I'm saying to you, is extremely true. It's violently true. And that's Darby Cast. That's that's sports. That's Monday sports. And if you haven't caught uh, The Last Dance on ESPN, go ahead. Give it a go. Give it a go. Go for it. Give it a shot. Give it a look. Tune in tomorrow. We got a good one tomorrow. We got a pretty good one tomorrow. We got a pretty good one. Europe Tuesday. Europe Tuesday. Had a pretty darn good one last week. Hope you enjoyed this. Like, follow, subscribe, share, put this in your group text, send it to your bros, send it to your chicks, send it to whoever you want. whoever you think is like, you know what, that would really make their day if they knew a little bit more about the bottom eight ninths underneath the water. On the story that is the last dance. every story has that surface level appeal. But if you want to go into that bottom eight ninths, you' better be going in with a captain who knows how to guide you. Because this is serious shit. You don't want to crash into this, not be prepared. Darbycast at Derbyshire, usa, darbyshireusa.com. If you have questions about this, if you need to get a hold of Kyle for this one, go ahead and email info at DarbyshireUSA.com. I'm paying Kyle this week to just answer emails. So info at DarbyshireUSA.com. It's been a great Monday, sports. Tomorrow, Europe Tuesday. Kabish.